Adventure isn't just fishing, hiking, or a hunting trip. Oftentimes on the Carolina Outdoors, we talk to mountain climbers taking on Mount Everest or backpackers on the Appalachian Trail. Well, each adventure is different, and an upcoming adventure for many young people is going to summer camp. <laughs> sure, many people may be rolling their eyes right now, but for an early teen or preteen, it can be stressful. Welcome, everyone, to the Carolina Outdoors. I'm Bill Barty, along with Wes Lawson. You know, can they do summer camp for adults, too? Could we do that? Because <laughs> I'd like to go back. There's some things I want to do again. I guarantee you some of the topics, especially for the age child that you have at home, they're going to be some uh, some easing. It's going to be like summer yep. camp yep. when this conversation is over with. We're going to bring on... Our guest, she's a speaker, author, educator who helps kids, parents, and teachers navigate the complicated social world of early adolescence. Her 2021 book release, 14 Talks by Age 14, helps guide readers through the 14 essential conversations parents need to have with their kids before high school. We are going to use her expertise to ease up the upcoming summer camps for many Welcome, Michelle Eichard, to the Carolina Outdoors. Michelle, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me on. It is fantastic to have you on, especially with it being Memorial Day weekend. And a lot of people um, out there may already have their summer camps for their kids booked. May, many of them may be looking for different summer programs. We know that you have some. We want to learn a little bit about those as well. But, um um, this year, I want to find out what your feel is about camp, especially with camps being canceled from last year. What does it look like or how important is it to our young people to have a 2021 camp experience? You know, I, I think it's going to vary by family, but my um, sort of general take on this is that it's more important than ever. We've been isolated for, you know, a whole year. And that's particularly hard for kids this age who are at a developmental stage where being around their friends and their peer groups is really important to their growth and development. So missing a year is uh, tough on them, tough for their social-emotional development. And I think this summer I'm excited for them to get back into the game. Well, you do so much speaking and uh, lecturing and classes have you noticed the stress level on on the parents as well as the kids because of the pandemic? For sure. I Parents are pulling their hair out. <laughs> um, it's hard to be a parent, and particularly if you are working from home, even if you're not, if you're just managing your daily life along with your kids' emotional roller coaster and all of their needs in the home all the time. Um, I think parents have reached a high level of stress and depression and anxiety around this. And so I'm hoping that a little time apart, though it may come with a little bit of angst or separation anxiety, is really going to be what the doctor ordered for getting everybody to feel back to normal again. So that angst and separation anxiety is, I think, one of the reasons why so many kids don't go to camp, but maybe why so many parents don't send them because they think their child isn't ready. What is, what's your take on that? That's right. I think that's a really keen insight because it's hard to push your kid to try something new, especially if they're cheerful about it or nervous about it or have anxiety. And so you think, well, I better just go the path of least resistance here. But um, kids get over their anxiety and get over um, separation fears by practice. So 
really, it, I, I wouldn't force a kid too far outside of their comfort zone. So maybe it's not a three-week overnight camp if they're not ready for that, but maybe it's a, a day camp or some other experience where they can practice being away from you, practice being independent, practice being resilient, because unless they get the opportunity to do those things, they're not going to be proficient at them. Um, so I, I agree with that completely, and I think it's hard for parents to say, this is something you need to do. This isn't just a fun thing, but it's also an important thing. Uh, but I hope they will. Michelle, why is that fall along this, the same lines of uh, going to camp gives children confidence to fail? I, I love that. Yes, I hadn't, I hadn't really heard that thing before, but I really like it. Um, and it's the idea that, first of all, kids grow when their parents aren't around. And I know that sounds funny, but... Kids who are away from their parents report the biggest sort of moments of independence and pride in doing something on their own. So if we can give them opportunities to get out and uh, out from under our wing, they will have much more confidence. And even if that's, you know, maybe I have confidence to try this, even if I don't know if I'm going to like it or be good at it, and that's okay. And I've got a, another question. I think it piggybacks uh, these two uh, that Wes brought up and and then the confidence to fail. And also a parent, um, I guess, encouraging, strongly encouraging a child that's uncomfortable going to camp to go to camp. But if you're going to camp, should you go with a friend or should you go oh. <laughs> solo and just uh, grow those wings uh, uh, independently from your normal friend group? So I think it, it matters uh, what type of camp you're looking at. So for example, if it's an overnight camp, you may be uncomfortable being there alone without some friendly face. And so maybe they're in the same cabin, maybe they're not, but it's someone there who you know from your other life. And I think that makes perfect sense. Um, I run social leadership camps for kids in middle school, and they are day-long camps. And we have parents ask all the time, should I have my son or daughter come with a friend or will they learn more and, and develop their leadership skills better if they come alone? And I think it depends on what the social dynamic is. So some kids have friendships that are sort of toxic for them and they rely on a friend who really doesn't allow them to grow. Mm. Uh, and I would sort of evaluate which friend it is, if this is a friend who's going to be able to give your kids space to meet new people and learn new things or not, and make the decision based on that. So along those lines, then, when, when we're talking with people about summer camps for their middle school age children, what are some of the things we should be looking at that are both approachable, so kind of in the comfort zone, and then those things that are outside of the comfort zone? Maybe it is the spend the night kind of thing. Maybe it is they have rock climbing, and I'm afraid of heights. What are those things, kind of that, that blend to, to make this be best for me or my child? Right. I think it's going to vary kid to kid. So you may, what we want kids at this age to do is to start taking risks. Their brains are at a point of development where risk starts to feel really good to them. It's what ultimately will get your kid looking for a part-time job or learning how to drive a car or getting good grades to get into a college. You know, that all of that stuff takes risk. So their brains at around age 11 turn on to this idea of risk. And if we shield them from risk and don't let them do things that are a little bit uncomfortable for them, 
then as they get a little older, they tend to look for secret places to take risk. And that's what we don't want to have happen. So risk is really subjective. For one kid, it might be theater camp. It might be they are thrilled with the idea of being on stage, but also terrified of it. For another kid, like you said, it might be rock climbing. For another kid, it might be leadership camp. Um, So it'll vary from kid to kid. But what you want to do is kind of scratch the surface of what they're interested in and then sort of tiptoe to that line of discomfort and maybe take a couple steps past it. Well, let's up the ante on that risk uh, here on the Carolina Outdoors. Our guest, Michelle Eichard, speaker, author, educator, specialist on teens and preteen kids and their parents. Here's the risk up, co-ed versus gender-specific camps, and then that'll lead us into talking about Athena's path and Hero's pursuit. But what's your What's your uh, insight or look into that world? Do- yeah, I think so in middle school, there is a pretty big difference in brain development between boys and girls. It's about a three-year gap in brain development. So middle school boys and middle school girls are quite different um, in terms of their interests, their social development, their emotional development, all of that stuff. Um, It doesn't mean that they can't coexist and be best friends and have a lot of fun together, but camps that specialize in gender at this age in particular um, tend to do that for that reason. They they just are kind of different creatures at this point in their lives. I don't have a strong preference. I I would say lean towards what would make the kid most comfortable or perhaps what allures the kid more to go there. Um, But we do for our camps, as you mentioned, Athena's Path and Heroes Pursuit. We have boys camps and we have girls camps because of that brain difference. Now, those are leadership camps and they're day camps. Um, Tell us about those. And and if we have a a young person at home or or maybe a, a, a grandchild or or whatever, tell us um, how that works, whether it be Athena's Path or Hero's Pursuit. Sure. So these are week-long camps. I've been running these for 15 years here around Charlotte. Um, We usually have about 15 to 20 camps every summer, and it's been going strong for 15 years, like I said. COVID hit us hard, like it did everybody, so we're having fewer camps this year to kind of ramp back up again. Um, But we do have space left in quite a few of them, and they are typically 9.30 to 2.30, so not quite a full day, though we do have a couple full-day options out there. Um, And they are one week taught by teachers who are really fun, staffed by high schoolers who are really kind and really cool. And every day, the kids will learn two leadership lessons. And then beyond that, they are playing games and running around and bonding. And we get such good feedback about the friendships that they make there. And they're fairly friendly geographically because they're held in different areas of town per week uh, to an extent. Am I wrong or right about no, that? You, yeah, they are. We're, we're sort of heavy in South Charlotte because that's where uh, the, the base has kind of grown. Um, but we have camps up at Lake Norman. We've got them all around town. Different schools uh, provide host sites, different community places. So, yeah, they are, they are hopefully really accessible to people. I want to go back, if we could, for just a minute before we talk about your book. You were talking about risk and and encouraging our young people to take risk. Can we sort of define that for just a minute? Because in a little bit, we're going to talk about boat safety, and we don't want people taking (laughs) risks there. What kind of risks are we trying to promote with our young folks? Oh, I'm so happy you asked me that before boat safety, because that really terrifies me. (laughs) Um, So what I'm talking about are are pushing kids towards positive risk instead of negative risk. 
what that sounds like is um, a kid has an interest in something, but it also makes them really nervous. And that's going to vary by kid. Some kids are, are daredevils. And so they are really interested in, um, you know, sports or, um, or even acting or whatever it may be. And they have not a shy bone in their body, not a nervous bone. And so they are fully out there. I have parents who ask me every time I talk about this need to take a risk. What about my kid who doesn't seem to want to take any risk at all? They're quite anxious and they won't do anything. They're probably taking a risk too. You just don't see it. So for them, talking to a new person might feel like a really big risk. Raising their hand might be a really big risk. So it, the, the caliber of risk taking is going to vary based on the individual. But to your point, it is taking a risk that will make you a better person, ultimately, not a risk that's going to put you in any danger. That's good. Okay, so we're not going to the hospital. Now, what about you know that, that fine line between I don't want to take risks or I just don't want to do it because I'm maybe a little apathetic or I didn't sleep well? That's kind of a time, I guess, when we just as parents and, and loved ones have to say, you're going and your bag's already packed. Oh, are you talking about the kids at that <laughs> right. point or are you talking about the parents? <laughs> yes yeah, I think a, a real strong nudge is a good thing to do at this age. One thing that you can say to kids is, listen, I know that this is a little hard for you or it may be something that you don't want to do. When in the past have you had to overcome an obstacle like this? Have you had to do something that was difficult mm -hmm. or made you nervous or something that you didn't really understand or know how it was going to turn out? Let's talk about how that went. And if you can pull on a past time and use that as an example, that gives you a little footing to say, see, I think you're going to be really good at this, even though it doesn't feel like it right now. Or I think you're going to end up really liking this. So this is something that we're going to give a try to. Her work's been featured in the Washington Post, the Chicago Tribune, CNN, Time, and People magazine. She's a member of the Today Show parenting team and NBC News Learn. Her name, Michelle Eichard. Uh, Michelle, I think I have one more question, though, to ask you. Michelle, I have a 14-year-old child at home, so I'm really nervous about this part of it. The new book, 2021 release, 14 Talks by Age 14, guides readers through the 14 essential conversations parents need to have with their kids before they start high school. You are talking to me with this book. Tell me about the book. Well, the real reason for the book is when kids get into early adolescence, they pull away from their parents. They are really drawn to their peers or celebrities or YouTubers. That's who they want to get their wisdom and their advice from. And when they are drawing away, one of the first things that sacrifices is communication with the parents. You know, they don't want to listen to you anymore. They don't want to tell you about their, their day. This book will give you scripts and topics and ideas and ways to stay connected despite that change. Hmm. Oh, this is a must read then. So with that being said, tell us where we can find... 14 Talks by Age 14, but your other books as well, Middle School Makeover um, and that sort, where do we find these? So you can buy these books really anywhere that they sell books. Um, the latest book is published by Random House, Penguin Random House. So it is everywhere, you know, Target or Barnes & Noble, wherever you want. Um, I'd encourage you to support your local independent bookstore. So there are a bunch of signed copies up at Park Road Bookstore, um, a bunch up at Davidson at Main Street Books. So uh, hopefully you can pop in there and grab one. Those are two great local book shops. And if you live near those places, go there, frequent them, 
get all your literature, including 14 Talks, page 14. What a great guide for so many of us out there right now. You well, can, thank you. You can find the camps as well, Athena's Path, Heroes Pursuit, both at michelleichard.com or michelleinthemiddle.com. It's michelleichard, I-C-A-R-D.com. Michelle, did we miss anything as we wrap up? Uh, only other thing is I would say find me on Instagram. It's just Michelle Eichard, and I'm giving away lots of free parenting advice and tips and hopefully some good laughs there, too. So find me there. Uh, got it. You heard it at Michelle Eichard. Michelle, as always, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your expertise with the outdoor guys from Jesse Brown's, but as well as the community at large out there. You guys are great. Thanks for having me. Take care. Off she goes and off we go here on the Carolina Outdoors.